Hey guys, welcome back to the Teens Fanway Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Spencer. And today is once again take two. Yeah. We just, you know, we are not a one-hit wonder. Uh, <laughs> I wish we were. <laughs> it's, it's At first, last week it was early, now it's late. Yeah. For me, not for you. No, this it's not is, late for me. This is uh, lunchtime for you, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> 8 p.m. if you guys don't, if you guys want to know. <laughs> Things just happen in the night. That's weird. But they do. They happen better in the evening. Yeah. I, uh, for you. I function better in the evening. I am a solid piece of poop. But we're matching today. We are. We are matching. We're wearing our, our Team Spanaway sweatshirts. Team Spanaway sweatshirts. Yeah. Better diet sodas. I know. Because yeah. it's almost Friday, so. Almost. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today, Spencer? We're going to talk about things that... You should and you shouldn't do when competing in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Nice. This is going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be real fun. We figured with everyone competing again in 2021, finally, things are picking back up. Um, this would be hopefully a helpful... And you just had Renee compete this last weekend. How's that? Oh, yeah. It was great. Um, we didn't get the placings that we wanted, yeah. um, but I don't think anyone really always gets the places that they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, she got second in nice. one of her classes. I was super proud of her. She got her tiara. And she got her little trophy, which doubles as a chalice if you turn it upside down because it's hollow. Oh. So I was really pressuring her to fill that up with something and just drink it. <laughs> um, but uh, We don't she, get cool things like that in powerlifting. Oh, man. you get you get you We get swords in bodybuilding. We get axes. We get... Uh, TR, the women get tiaras and, and statues, men get statues and like medals, and it's it's so cool. Uh, the the promoters, especially in Washington State, do a really good job of like the people that win just get really cool stuff. I wish powerlifting kind of did that more. Well, sometimes we get cash prizes. So, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, you know, that's really nice. Forget the statue. <laughs> Forget the sword. You uh, can buy your own with uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they usually, the well, it depends on the federation. USPA. We'll do a cash prize for mm -hmm. best lifter and then uh, first place. Mm -hmm. And USAPL does not do cash prizes. Really? Yeah, not even on like national levels. Yeah, you see, I, I don't know. Um, the most common uh, federation for bodybuilding is the NPC. And it's pretty much across, clear across the board that like NPC and the IFBB are the ones you know you want to compete with because that's the federation with mr olympia oh. um so all these other like smaller federations there are you know um a different a bunch of them like there's tons but it's like if you're wanting to be a bodybuilder or a figure or any any real like i guess division the most respected one is the mpc and the ifbb so hmm. pro status is ifbb those are the people that are at our GM nice. that have the good little pro cards. We've got their picture up on the wall. We do. We do. We got Sarah. We got Loden. We got uh, Dustin. And we have uh, Bree. Yep. All four of them. Yep. We've got an empty frame up there, too. We do. It needs to be filled. Yeah. Um, if Renee hears this, she should uh, jump into a pro show and maybe win her master's pro card. Mm, that would be nice. Her conditioning was on point. And I was really excited about that. Yeah, she looked killer. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. So, what would be our number one do? Well, uh, for me, it's get a coach or have someone experienced lead you into the show. Um, show day, you're depleted, you're tired, or even a, even a friend, you know, that can help you remember the stuff because you are so... Out of it. I remember at uh, one of my shows, the um, my coach didn't show up. Oh, gosh. For a while. And I was turned around. I was out of it. I'd only drinking half a gallon or no, a quarter gallon of water that day. And so, and I was barely, you know, I was trying to carve up, but I was barely, still still wasn't eating a whole lot. So my brain was scattered and I didn't even know where the check-in line was. No, no. <laughs> yeah. That's important. Step one, find the check-out yeah, line. Or the check-in line. Uh, the check-out line or where <laughs> yeah. I'm Safeway, not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where either, so I'm lost. <laughs> um, but I think the number one thing for me is definitely like just have someone there for show day. Um, you're tired, you're beat, 
um, whether that's having someone driving you down there too, if it's a while away, it's it's a good thing to have. Um, yeah. You're, you're not all there. Yeah. For power lifters, it would be a handler. Mm -hmm. I would tell anybody to get a handler, mm -hmm. even if it is, like you said, a friend, mm -hmm. uh, a training partner, somebody who's seen you lift, who kind of knows best how to help you on knee day. Mm -hmm. What's a, what's a handler do essentially? So the handler, um, in USPA will actually give you a lift off uh -huh. for your bench. So that's super helpful if you're really specific about your handoff. Um, however you do it, three, two, one, one, two, three, big breath, last breath, whatever. Um, but USAPL, you're not allowed for that. Um, but all around having somebody as a handler, they're going to make sure you don't forget your socks. They're going to make sure you have water. They're going to make sure to keep track of order so you don't miss your attempts. And they will actually put your attempts down. They'll coordinate that with the attempts at the table. So... It kind of takes everything out of your hands, mm -hmm. and all you have to worry about is lifting the weight. Well, sounds like a handler is pretty important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I've i had um, usually my coach, and then my first meet, I actually had Kurt help handle me. Ooh. Yeah. The beard man. Yeah, the one and only. <laughs> the one and only time, and the one and only beard man. <laughs> <laughs> We disagree about what attempt should be, and mm -hmm. so I think that my coach usually picks. Although at the mock meet, Kurt did pick my final squat and my final deadlift, yeah. and they were pretty spot on. So it's all hard to kind of gauge that, but yeah. most of the time, picking the right handler will pick the right numbers for you. Mm -hmm. It helps take your ego out of it, I think, too, is mm -hmm. not going YOLO on every single one and or opening with a PR having someone to keep you level and um, have, have a game plan yeah I was um, is so is it only USAPA that allows the handler or is it USAPA so each too? each federation allows a handler uh -huh. but USPA is the one where they can help you with your bench and like your liftoff okay. for bench because okay. I remember I went with a buddy to his his meet out in Boise, and he had me like sign up as his like coach, <laughs> and it was I was just backstage throwing baby powder everywhere, <laughs> and just like it was it was nuts. I was like, "Are you guys sure you don't?" Know? I was throwing Gatorade in different places. There was salt going everywhere. It was a mess back there. Yeah, it gets pretty chaotic back there. Yeah. So picking the right handler is pretty important. Um, but that's a good point because in USAPL and then once you get higher in the competition for USPA is only a coach is allowed to be back there. Mm -hmm. Um, USAPL even changed their rules that it can only be a registered USAPL member mm -hmm. in the back with you during like the local meets. It's a little bit more flexible, but I know for the state meets regionals and nationals, mm -hmm. it has to be a registered USAPL member. Mm -hmm. To be in the back with you, yeah. so yeah, same thing with uh, with the MPC. You have to have your either whether you're uh, regardless of if it's an actual competitor card or whatever, you have to have an actual NPC card to be able to be um, go in as a coach. And they only allow coaches back there, and then you also have to pay for the pass to be back there as well. Yep. So it's, it's, you got to make sure, you know, if you want someone back there, if you're needing some, uh, like your coach or anything back there, typically some, a lot of coaches have like a lot of competitors. So like yeah. the, the, the pass will be worth it. But if you have one person going in, you know, it is, a, it is a good amount of money to get back there sometimes. Yeah. So, but you know, if your competitor is worth it, if it's your friend, um, it's definitely worth the, the little wristband fee, you know, getting back there and making yeah. sure they're okay. Especially if this is their first show, yeah. you have to be. Yeah. The nerves are a wreck. Yeah, it's crazy in the back. Yeah, it, re it really is. It's fun, though, when you get, like, a group of people going. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't competed with a group of people, mm -hmm. but I have um, handled people with a group of people. Yeah. And that was really fun, and the environment and the whole meet is different yeah. from that perspective. So. <clears throat> kind of cool, though. Like, I don't know. 
uh, back backstage with Renee. It was it was weird. It's the you know it's one of the only times I've been able to get uh, backstage with a coaching pass for women. Oh. And it was it was like all women back there, and I stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I really did. I was like the only dude back there at first, and it was it was weird. And I was trying to you know help make sure she was doing okay and and getting pumped up. And I'd run back over, and then I'd run back and run back over, just like waiting for her to be on because it was just I was so exciting. It was yeah. so stoked. Yeah. Um, I would go to say that it's almost more fun handling and, like, being part of the production than actually competing sometimes. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Just in my experience. Yeah. Um, we do so much work and so much effort for, like, nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I know is about the same for you, but yeah. we get three attempts per lift, mm -hmm. and you get one minute per attempt. Mm -hmm. So you have months and months of training. Yep. For nine minutes to not shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The uh, <clears throat> the men uh, for classic and bodybuilding get a, uh, a small amount of time. It's like a minute for a posing routine. And then uh, but before that, they do a uh, mandatory physique and women's categories, unless, unless it's uh, above figure, kind of get screwed. Uh, men's physique and then figure um, and bikini they just basically stand up and do an individual they just wave and that's it they don't even get a posing routine they don't get anything huh. like that. so Renee you know she walked up and she does like one two three and then you're off stage essentially and it's like they were even pushing people off stage they're like oh yeah thank you and I'm, I'm like she is not done with her individual like how long you need to give them a little bit more time they're really just yeah to turn them and burn them yeah I always tell people when I handle them, it's like, it's your whole minute. Mm -hmm. Do not rush yourself. Mm -hmm. The timer, I mean, watch the timer, but it's your whole minute. Don't let anyone make you feel rushed. You have worked for months, <laughs> if not years, for this moment. And I'll be damned if anyone takes that away from you. Yeah. You know, there's so much um, that goes into it. I mean, you know, you know from just powerlifting yourself how much emotion and how much, you know, hard days yeah. that you have had to get to that exact moment. Yeah. So. It's emotional sometimes too. Like I, and there's always before my first squat, mm -hmm. I always feel like I'm about to cry. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, this is, this is, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is the first one. So the first one is always like a big breath of relief. Like, ah, oh, I made it. Or didn't make it. I have bombed before. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a fun time. But when they say bars is loaded. It just hits you in the just, face, yeah, right? Yeah. It's time yeah. to do it or don't. Yeah. Don't's not an option for me. So It's always the night before for me. Uh, whether, you know, it's me or someone else. It's like, I look at him. Or I look at him and I'm like, don't cry. <laughs> don't, don't cry. They have worked so hard for this. And then I... <laughs> Won't forget it. Renee was like starting to tear up because it's she was doing this for four years. Yeah, you know she lost was it seventy five pounds yeah. over four years and she looked she looked really good. Yeah. So I was just sitting I was sitting in our in our hotel and she was posing down and I had, and Sarah was right there too and I was just like don't don't you cry she's gonna cry <laughs> don't do it don't do it it was just yeah it's an emotional time yeah so but enough with the trail off yeah of that. Um, what's not, what's something off of your list? I think just like remembering some of the things, cause I showed up for my first meet and I got in line and they were like, okay, it's time for gear check. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't have socks. Mm. I had socks. I didn't have my long socks. Ooh. So you have to have deadlift socks. Yeah. You can wear them for all of us if you want, or you can use athletic socks, but you have to have your deadlift socks. Yeah. Um, and then the t-shirt I got it had, um, excuse my fat dog in the background, <laughs> she had an itch. <laughs> it's okay, Poppy. Tuppers. <laughs> um, and then my t-shirt, I think I had grabbed one that was a v-neck, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a crew neck, cotton, no pockets. So we literally, we got there for check-in. I have all my stuff in order. Yeah. As far as like my ID and my um, my federation card, uh -huh. and then 
they went to, they wanted to check my gear and I didn't have it. And they're like, well, you better go find some. So we ran to Walmart. I grabbed like a $5 t-shirt uh-huh. and a pair of like men's dress socks <laughs> that were oh long enough. Gosh. And, um, and then ran and drove back quickly, but we got checked in and I finally had all my stuff. So it's little things like that, that you just having a handler or somebody that will actually help keep you on track so, oh, yeah. and a coach. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then having the right gear. I think I showed up with knee wraps mm-hmm. for my first meet and it was knee sleeves. Oh God. <laughs> so I went without. Yeah. My gosh. So definitely, um, what I would do is check like your rule book, especially if you're about to compete for the first time and just go over it and make sure you have a brief understanding of what it is you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the, I think that's one of the harder parts is a lot of people aren't told what they're going to need for like a competition for bodybuilding too. Like, uh, I was really surprised how many people didn't know that you're supposed to bring extra sheets or something, something to like sleep on because your tan, I don't know if anyone sleeps like a mummy and doesn't move, <laughs> um, but your tan will literally get everywhere, like everywhere. And like, you're like, how, how, how are you going to sleep, man? Like, how are you trying to sleep with that? Um, they'll give, they might give you gloves to like go over your hands, but everything else is on you. So you're going to be sitting there like on a bed in basically extra sheets or whatever to make sure that you're not staining everything beyond that you have to uh, bring nice loose clothes too for after your spray tan or some women wear a um uh it's like a silk robe or something like that to make sure that they they basically can ruin um because your tan is gonna get everywhere yeah and the hotels don't like that Uh, oh that's (laughs) that's a big surcharge do they warn you before like because they usually host the meets, correct? Or the, yeah. the competitions, yeah. right? Yeah, usually. And that's the thing is like, I, so I, you would think sometimes that they might give you a list or something like that. But I have met so many people that never like really looked into like the specifics of it. You know, uh, like the Emerald Cup, which was really nice. They gave us a list of like, hey, you should try and like bring stuff like this. Um, but a good portion of the athletes when I got when I got there... We're like, I didn't know I had to bring like a sleeping bag or something like that to sleep in because I didn't look into like the fine print of stuff. When it's, you know, you have all this huge list of things that you're looking through, competitor lists and everything like that, and you're not reading the little print where it's like, hey, maybe you should bring this to not, you know, mess this up. And the fact that you're not going to maybe shower for two days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for anyone that's wanting to compete, um, be ready to be stinky. (laughs) Um, Because when you get there... You're going to have to check in, and uh, if you're doing it this year, usually it's going to be some type of COVID restriction, so you're going to have a time slot for your tan. And then after you get that tan, that's your first coat. That's not the final coat. Um, If you're anything like me and your skin sucks, you're going to get like seven coats, and they bronzed me too, so it was not a fun time. Uh, That being said... If they offer you a scrubbing package beforehand, like if you can find one, like a pre-scrubbing package to uh, make your skin more susceptible to the tan, buy it. I don't care how much it is, buy it. It helps so much. (laughs) I screwed myself so bad because I looked like Shrek after my last show. The tan turned green. It was awful. Yeah. So buy the scrub. It's worth it. It's very, very worth it. As far as smell, that actually goes for powerlifting too. Depending on the venue, uh-huh. the ventilation is usually not prepared for that amount of bodies and <clears throat> that amount of movement. <laughs> oh. uh, so I would bring extra deodorant sprays. I would even bring like an extra shirt, underwear, just in case. Yeah. I don't like smell, so I'm really weird about that. I, I didn't. And I'm very like, I don't know, aware of smelling. So I don't think that's really bad. No, but. Other people are not as aware. So uh, uh, there's specifically one um, one venue here in Washington, mm-hmm. and especially in the summertime, which generally they host a summer meet. Uh-huh. It is so hot in there. 
it might be different this year just because of COVID and not being allowed as many spectators or as many lifters at one time. Mm-hmm. But in the past, it was so muggy in there. They had no fans. Mm-hmm. They opened the bay door, but it was like you couldn't even tell. It was so hot in there. <laughs> um, so on that note, I would also bring more. I would also bring extra water. Yeah, how rough. Because <laughs> they also, um, other than wanting to stay hydrated, mm-hmm. they didn't have any source of water. So you could get it from like the bathroom sink, but they had no other no other hookup for water. Mm. So if you didn't bring enough water, then you were kind of SOL. Toilet water. Gross. Mm. <laughs> Which I'm also really picky about water, so that was... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't like sink water. I need filtered, yeah. fancy water. Bougie. Yes. Bougie water. <laughs> so bring extra water, extra, extra water, because I'm sure you'll need to help somebody else out who also forgot their water. I, I think the general consensus for both of us, though, is be overly prepared. Yes. You know, um, we're we're definitely going to give you a lot of things to go over and um, try to remember. But I think the general consensus here is if you have to bring two suitcases worth of stuff, then bring it. Yes. Especially if you're traveling. Mm-hmm. The last thing that you want to do is get over there. I mean, it's, yeah, out of, shape, out of state show, anything like that. You're going to be there. And unless you know, which another thing, another point I might add is know where the stores are. Do your research because the venue might be far away from other stores and you might have to drive someplace. Um, but if you're, if you're shit out of luck, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. And especially that goes for like resting and comfort too before yeah. your show. Um, <clears throat> I always set myself up. For success, so I'll bring my body pillow, yeah. my normal pillow, I'll bring my fan, mm-hmm. my CPAP, yeah. and anything that I can to make sure that I sleep well. Mm-hmm. So, if you're doing a local show, you won't have to worry about it too much other than just making sure you have things the day of, but especially if you're traveling, it's alright. Yeah. Let people carry your bags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, the, you're the princess for the weekend, yeah. or whoever, you know, whatever you're doing, you are... You you need to let your friends help you. Yeah. Uh, the whole reason they're going is because you're competing or yeah. doing a show. Yeah. So yeah. They can carry an extra bag. You should not have to really lift a finger no. beyond what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And that's really like when you handle a good handler too, like that's what they do. Like yeah. I've had really amazing handlers. He yeah. wasn't the greatest of a coach and it turned out to not be what I was looking for. But yeah. he was an amazing handler. Like I wasn't lifting my gym bag. I wasn't holding my knee sleeves. I wasn't holding my wrist wraps. He had my water in his hand, mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. right. He was just putting it right in my hands, and yeah. I was I was set up for success. Yeah, yeah. So it's little things like that that really that really pay off. Yeah. In the end, and as, and even specifically for um, powerlifting too, is they will load your warm ups, oh, which nice. you don't think is that big of a deal, but. Oh, you're essentially doing three full training sessions in one day. Mm-hmm. Mobility, warm-up, squat. Mobility, warm-up, bench. Yeah. Mobility, mobility warm-up, deadlift. Yeah. Right? One after another. Mm-hmm. So having somebody there to help with your warm-ups and loading your weight yeah. is a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the same thing could go for um, you know a coach or a friend because depending on the coach... I mean, when I bring people in, I'm basing everything off of every couple of hours. So whether that's them sending me pictures or seeing them in person, it's, you know, every meal is made specifically. It's not like anything crazy, like you have to go out and find it. It's going to be food that I give you. But um, like just, just for example, like this last weekend with Renee, I made all of her food. We did all of we did all of that to where she didn't have to do anything. And if oh, she, geez. Uh, you know, she I waited all out. I made sure that she had it um, because any energy expended that we could save is her looking better on stage. Yeah. Any stress that we might have that we can avoid is her looking better on stage. Yeah. Um, she is has a stand up desk, so she had to walk around a lot more to, to look better, which was weird. You know, um, normally people have to rest a lot. Like, I, she's the only person that I had to have her walk. We had to walk through a mall. 
<laughs> to make sure that she stayed dry and conditioned. Oh, jeez. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Everybody else, all the guys that I've that have helped and gone, gone through this before, feet up, passed out six straight hours until, oh, like, the show, show, uh, show woke up. I had to wake him up to eat and everything like that. Renee, That's no. funny. It's <laughs> time for another walk. Time for another walk. That's funny. I get really antsy when I compete, too. And I cannot sit down. Oh, yeah. For sure. You'll see me. I literally will face a wall, and I just sway back and forth. Yeah. Listening to the same song. The ones, I listen to one song on repeat for, like, eight hours. Well, but that's the thing is that's your, that's not, that maybe your ritual. That's also, like, what you do and, you know, to relate it back to what you do in life and work, you are almost never sitting down. <laughs> no. So that's your body, you know, just getting ready. That that can relate back to like your everyday life. So that's continuing that and getting you in and ready for what you're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that kind of brings us into some of the smaller um, do's, um, I will post like a little, just like what to bring in your gym bag yeah. on Team Spanaway because okay. it's a little lengthy. Mm -hmm. um, but food is going to be a big one for powerlifters. Yeah. My number one don't is don't try anything new <laughs> on meet day. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try anything new after weigh-ins. So with USPA, you get a 24-hour weigh-in. Mm -hmm. So you got plenty of time to refeed, re uh, rehydrate. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the big guys, they will do IVs after their weigh-ins. Yeah. But... I stay away from sushi, steak, even my burgers. I will ask for well done when normally I'm a pink burger kind of girl. Yeah. Plenty of people who eat sushi after weigh-ins, and that's a personal choice, but I just like to take anything that could go wrong out of the picture. Mm -hmm. So um, for the snacks to bring, you got your normal carbs, sugar. Um, I like to add pink salt or baking soda. My stomach gets really like worked up, really antsy. I'm very unsettled, and baking soda helps settle your stomach. Yeah. So just some of the top ones that I would mention. Yeah, I mean, going off of that, same thing for me. Um, I don't like to try anything new. If you've been eating something for this long, it works. We know it works, and we should keep doing it. Yeah. You know, Um Anything? It's time to celebrate after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll break up the Malibu. We'll do everything afterwards. But, like, I don't know. The There are very little things that should be introduced uh, to your stomach just to avoid all of that excess crap, that bloat, anything like that. Um, it's, it's something that you just want to make sure... I guess stays on track because, uh, as we talked about, gut health yeah. not too long ago, it can really throw you off. Like, huge amounts. It really can... One of my coaches was like, oh, we'll just keep food the same on me day. But for me, I need things that are going to keep me comfortable and keep me happy. Oh, yeah. I do not want to eat or choke down chicken and rice. No. So I'll bring a little bit of chicken and rice or like a sandwich, but I'm not going to eat plain chicken and rice. I'm there for a show. So oh, I'm going to eat. You won't be doing that this next step, trust me. <laughs> you won't be. <sighs> so... Yeah, I'll post a list, a really detailed list of some of my favorite snacks and some of my favorite things to put in your meat day bag. Mm -hmm. um, but it's quite long, but I'm not going to mention it here. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, it's a little bit out of the order, uh, but suits, whether that is board shorts that you find for your competition, whether that is... Um, your figure, figure suit, whether that's your bodybuilding posing trunks. Buy it ahead of time, whether uh, whether or not it's like a close um, local place or whatever. Make sure you have it ahead of time. Make sure they know what they're doing because a lot of times you have to have it two sizes smaller. Um, so it's tight when you get it because you're planning on losing weight. Um, and for the women, buy your jewelry early. People don't know that you have to buy flashy jewelry for the stage two. Those earrings are heavy. They weigh on your ears. They might hurt. Um, and bracelets, everything like that, it's it's to flashy, bring attention to you for women. Oh. So the suits are glittery, too. I know. They look awful fancy up there. Oh, they are <laughs> so pretty. They all look Wide like Wide out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to wear those, so. <laughs> yeah, must, must be nice. Though. Well, you do wear a singlet. And some of them are see-through. Really? Yes. <laughs> 
makes quite a few people uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, I bet. Um, that is one reason why you should always also bring underwear. Um, it's actually required for men to bring underwear. Uh-huh. But it, I think it is so that you don't flash the people. If I'm wearing a singlet, I'm not wearing underwear. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying. If, I, if, if I'm really to do a powerlifting meet like you want me to, <laughs> I'm going balls out, literally. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna cut a hole in the bottom. Just to surprise everybody. <laughs> no, put a popcorn <laughs> thing on it. Well, no until squat time, guys. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Oh, One of the basic things that I would mention is practicing your lifts in the gym. How you're going to um, perform them on meet day? Mm-hmm. I always like a pause. Before I start my reps, a pause after my reps before racking. They are needed today. They are needed today. <laughs> it's okay. Branch. Um, I would always practice your your lifts, how you're going to perform them. Squat. You're going to want to pause before your first rep, waiting for, practice, um, waiting for that start command, and pause before you rack your squat. In prep, in prep of waiting for that rack command. Mm-hmm. So there's start and then rack. For bench, you'll want to pause for the press command and pause for the rack command. Mm-hmm. And deadlifts, you will want to stop dropping your deadlift from the top because that is a disqualified deadlift. Yeah. So practice holding it at the top and controlling the weight down. Mm-hmm. So you think you've got the lift until you drop it because you're excited and then you no longer have that deadlift. So those are something that I see a lot of people miss Uh and or are not prepared for Uh because they didn't train it in the gym. Mm -hmm. So train how you fight. Hmm. That's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's really... It's a good way to talk about it. Yeah. And that kind of goes with my whole, like, you. it's your whole minute, too, Mm -hmm. is don't rush yourself because you literally have a whole minute. Yeah. So, I mean, you can time yourself in the gym to make sure you're well within that one minute, but take your time, go through all your cues, make sure everything is ready and set to go, and listen to those commands, and if you trained right, those lifts are going to be good as gold, so. And that, I mean, uh, I guess to make it a little bit lighter, because I feel like we're both tired and talking through this, (laughs) (laughs) Um, for the tanning. I forgot to bring this up, and I think this is a real fun one. Oh. Uh, for the men, uh, you should bring a sock, um, because otherwise you're going to tan naked. And for the women, you're going to tan naked. Um, See, this is why I'm not going to body gold. It's, <laughs> it's kind of shock some, to some people, but you're going to actually be down there, and uh, that's why I say bring loose clothes or uh, a... Um, a robe because you're gonna be naked down there. Do they allow like no men in there when the ladies are? Oh there? yeah, no, oh, it's it's watch. completely it's completely segregated uh, on that on that part because it should be. That's a little weird, um, but except uh, is it women tanning the men? You know, uh, sometimes it is. I remember my my uh, my last person was a lady tanning me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mortifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, naked right in front of her. And that tan is so cold. <laughs> you know? Um, it's not fair. did nothing. 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 It almost fell off. <laughs> I was really upset. But, uh, yeah, um, just just be weary yeah. of that. Uh, the guy that is wearing the biggest sock usually has a lot to hide. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> But I was gonna make a mean comment. Uh-huh. I was gonna hand it. I was like, I'm just gonna keep it. Are you? Yeah. Are you it's sure? almost Friday. I think I should just be nice for the weekend. I'll save it for Monday. Okay. Beyond that, uh, uh, all I really have to say is when you're backstage, try to make friends if you're alone. Um, I think the biggest thing that uh, bodybuilding has lost over time is. The camaraderie, yeah, um, of everybody should be you know rooting for each other and you know it it should be fun. Um, I I have made friends backstage that I still keep in contact with years later. Yep, same. And 
that you know they are i know they're not the we're the best of friends but they were some of the coolest people in that time yeah um those are memories that you're gonna have shared with people for a lifetime yeah i still talk to one girl from my very first meet yeah and we didn't even know like i vaguely remember her at the first meet but she actually came to the gym a while ago and competed at one of the ones we hosted and we were talking about it and we're like oh my gosh we were in the same weight class yeah and we were at the same meet and we followed each other but like I mean, it's Instagram, and it's not super personal all the time. Yeah. Um, And so, but we're still in contact, and we still cheer each other on. Yeah. Um, But I would also say that, like, there's a time and a place. I, getting in that mindset before a lift. Of course. No, of course. I have my headphones on, and I just, I'm not in a space to talk to people or be friendly. I don't even cheer people on. I I just, I'm a one-track mind. Of course. Um, But after my attempts, my headphones are off generally. Yeah. I'm either talking to my family or talking to the other people. And like you said, like you'll meet some of the most amazing people because as much as this is an independent sport, the community is, is amazing. Yeah. It's unlike anything you'll experience, I think anywhere else. Yeah. And I'm sure people say that about each sport and hobby they're into, but powerlifting is one of a kind. It is, uh, compared to, I mean, compared to bodybuilding, you know, especially when you get up to the, the bigger guys, I think you lose a lot of the uh, um, brotherhood, mm-hmm. you know, um, in uh, physique when the last one that I did, uh, they were all super nice. Everyone was like, you know, talk, talking, happy, everything like that. Um, but when you get up to the bigger guys, I don't know what it is. Some of them are just upset, and angry and just ready to go on stage and get it done with, you know. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, there is uh, quite a few exceptions. I've met some of the nicest bodybuilders out there. Um, and you would never, you know, you would never think they'd ever be upset about anything, but sometimes you just got to put your headphones on and just wait till you get up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And ask questions. More than likely there's people there who have done it more than you have. Yes. And so if you're not sure about something, then I would talk to the people around you. Yeah. And learn something. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest learning opportunities you can get of the people that have been on stage. Like there are people that, uh, that go on stage every year or if not multiple times every year yeah and they have done, been doing this for years and it's like i need to talk to you all the time yeah. <laughs> because you'd probably know the ins and outs with every judge every person here and you know i mean it's probably like the back of your hand to you um that that being said another good point is be make friends so but my number one do or do not would be do not argue with the judges. Yeah. <laughs> it usually won't go in your favor. And a suggestion I would have is make sure that you have somebody recording your lifts. The only time you can argue with a judge is if there's a misload, but you have to prove it. Mm-hmm. Or a spotter and loader grabbed the weight when they shouldn't have. Again, you still have to prove it. Yeah. But even then, you have to let someone on the sidelines know who is a judge, a referee, one of the ones they switch out. Yeah. Don't argue with the ones who are sitting in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Let them do their job. Talk to the people at the table. Find a different ref. Bring your concern. But also, again, ask questions. Yeah. They, this is their job. Mm-hmm. They're volunteers. They're volunteering their time. But they read the rule book. They've been in this a while. They know specifically what it is they're looking for. And you performed lift. You don't really know what it looks like. Yeah. This, this is somewhat of a contradiction because I have seen too many people get called a high squat that was damn near touching the ground. <laughs> so it can be frustrating. Um, it really can. Yeah. But you kind of just got to roll with it and learn to do better next time. Yeah. So that goes with practice how you fight. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want it to be a concern, then make sure you're nailing your, your, your bench, your pauses, yeah. and your lockouts. Yeah, I uh, kind of going off of that, um, conditioning for bodybuilding is huge. You have to look almost like a stone in your poses. You have to nail each quarter turn, and if you you know if you kind of reset, I understand that, but you know how perfect you would look if every quarter turn you just absolutely nailed. Yeah. Uh, to a judge. And then for your posing routine, everything that you, you know, you did everything to look perfect on that stage. The conditioning that you bring 
is going to just matter extremely. Um, I saw, I, I've seen people that are, you know, shaking on stage because they can't hold it for as long as the judges wanted. Whereas, you know, the people that you work with, you need to have them to where they can hold that thing for like a minute, if yeah. not more. And it's got to be the perfect, perfect pose yeah. for their body type. Yeah. I would train for the worst, but hope for the best. Exactly. That goes uh, specifically with equipment for us. A lot of the times people will not touch kilo plates or competition style benches or competition style bars. Yeah. And that can be quite the shock on meet day. Yeah. So if you're planning to do a meet, I would four to five weeks out start trying to find a gym that has kilo plates, competition mm. racks, and it doesn't have to be all the time. But if you can, I would do your three main lifts at that gym. Mm -hmm. That was actually how I found Spanaway Fitness was I was getting ready for a competition and I wanted to start practicing kilo plates mm -hmm. because I was training at LA Fitness and those are, it's night 45, and day. Yeah, 45 pound plates. <laughs> 45 pound plates and their bars have like no knurling on them. Yeah. So I mean the bar could just damn near slip right out of your hand yeah. and that is a shock when you show up on meet day and there is knurling that will literally rip your hand apart just from grabbing it. Oh yeah. So don't set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. Set yourself up for success. Find a gym that has kilo plates, competition stuff, train there, do your three lifts there. And um, it also just helps you find new people that are doing the same thing you are. Mm -hmm. So that's how community starts. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything left to say. I have a couple more, and then we gotta we gotta we gotta mention the dumps because there's one that really gets me oh, gets I know. me gets me riled up. It's the one thing that I we we have to do as bodybuilders. <laughs> so my last do that I will mention because I am huge on this is get involved in a non-athletic role. Mm -hmm. This is handling somebody. This is taking a rough test. I'm sure this is very similar to bodybuilding mm -hmm. too. Um, this is spotting and loading. If you put yourself in a better position to learn more and from different perspectives, you're going to be a better athlete yeah. and you're going to be better for the community and you can't complain about something if you are not willing to help out. Yeah. <laughs> Far too many people will complain and it's like, well, did you offer to help? Mm -hmm. Were you part of the process yeah. to do better or to set this up? If no, then honestly, you don't have any room to talk. Yeah. If you're helping, your voice is going to be heard. Mm -hmm. So um, I learned the most from spotting and loading about powerlifting. It taught me a lot. So, Well, just, I mean, going off of that, you just go to competitions for... That too. Uh, for, uh, for more for bodybuilding because it's like, um, you know, the more you can get within that community, the more that you can know the people that are judging, everything like that, the more you can get on a first-name basis with them. It's going to affect you when you compete. The more well-known you are, the better The better it's going to affect your score. Yeah. And it's it's hard to not make it about an ego thing, too, mm -hmm. when you are meeting these reps and like, oh, well, I know them, they know me. Yeah. But it does af affect sometimes their judging. Yeah. But it's because they've met you. They yeah. know that you're somebody who wants to be part of this community. Yeah. And that does, that does say something. It does. And if everyone's part of the community, then everyone's going to be seen. Exactly. So, yeah. help out. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, know, know your people. If you're really, like, you really going to try and do a, a meet or a show, um, don't just do it, you know. I mean, do it to do it, of course. Yeah. But don't just uh, think, you know, you're going to go in there and rock it because, you know, you did, you did some prep. You right. Know, prep. Yeah. You, these people really want pe these people to be a part of the community and, and well-known. Exactly. Yeah. So, they want everyone to succeed and yeah. you can see that when yeah. you help out with those. Oh boy. I'm going to get in trouble with this one. <sighs> okay. Well, I'll start. <laughs> so with uh, bodybuilding, it is very important and to other people, it is not important um, to cut water. Um, you need to come in dry and you need to come in uh, conditioned, you need to come in looking very hard as well and full. Um, it's a combination combination of these things that you really have to pull off. Um, in powerlifting, that is not the case because it is not a physique-based sport. It is a performance-based sport. 
Nothing so. irritates me more than people who cut and wonder why they did so terribly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the love of God, please stop cutting weight. Especially for your first meet. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are in USAPL. It's so irritating to me. <laughs> One thing specifically is USAPL, you only have two hours to refeed and rehydrate. Yep. Your month's worth of training, I'm not going to say goes out the window, but damn near goes out the window when you have to cut weight. And I'm talking the people who cut weight classes. Not just like you have to cut a couple pounds. That's totally understandable. Um, that happens to me, and I don't even try to. That's not something I plan for. My body just gets super anxious and super stressed out, and it just... Mm-hmm. Gets just falls off. Yeah, it's an unfair. Doesn't happen on a daily life. No. <laughs> only for pot, only for the way in time. But I'm specifically talking about people who will cut an entire weight class and then they bomb and then they're mad and they're pissed off and they're ranting and raving all over social media and it's you dumbass. <laughs> you chose <laughs> to cut fifteen to twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. And you were mad that you did not do as good as you could have. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you be that easy? <laughs> so, I... There is a time and a place. If you are going for records, if you are going for world records, national records, yeah. totally can understand it is all about manipulating weight, manipulating numbers. Yeah. Using leverages, all of the things. I, I get it. I do understand. Mm-hmm. But on the daily ba- on the on the normal basis of competing, it is not healthy to cut drastically and then to perform. Yeah, you are literally setting yourself up for an injury. Oh yeah, and you will never convince me otherwise. And I will fight anyone who has anything different to say about that. <laughs> Good thing I'm not in power. My weight falls off. For some reason, before weigh-ins, and it is the stupidest thing because I do not try to do it, and it has irritated every single one of my coaches except that one time I worked with you. Yeah. You just magically made it. <laughs> <laughs> so my body makes no sense at all. At all. So when I was doing nationals in 2019, we were watching my weight, and I was usually sitting around 183, 184, and I compete in the 181s. Yeah. So my coach had me take my scale with me, to Vegas on the airplane in my carry-on bag. Yeah. So I weighed myself in the bathroom at SeaTac Airport. Uh-huh. They probably thought I was smuggling drugs. <laughs> probably, I would. <laughs> um, so I weighed myself and I was 183 Yeah. right before I got on the plane. Um, my coach told me to drink one liter of water for every hour um, that the plane, this, or the, uh, the flight was. Mm-hmm. The plane was. The plane was. The plane was. The plane was long. (laughs) For how long the flight was to have one liter of water every hour. When we got to our Airbnb in Vegas, I was 175. I had brought all my food. I ate all my food. And then when I weighed in at weigh-ins, I was 173.7 or like 174. I could be thinking about a different weigh-in. But... I did not cut water. <laughs> I did not cut weight. <laughs> My body is a stress machine. <laughs> uh-huh. I can see that. It also happened when I did nationals in Spokane. I was sitting probably around 182, 183, and we wanted to manipulate the numbers a little bit that time, so I wasn't I, but I wasn't cutting. Yeah. Um, we were just hoping for a, a lighter weigh in. Uh-huh. I weighed in at 176. We drove, too. So, I mean, it was a five-and-a-half, six-hour drive. Mm-hmm. I drank water. Yeah. We stopped, and I would do mobility and go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. But other than that, I was eating, drinking water. Explain the science to me, Spencer. Oh, <laughs> man. Stress. stress machine. Stress. <laughs> stress machine. Honestly, it's just it's just stress. But aside from that, don't cut weight. <laughs> if you're a stress machine, it just happens. There's nothing you can do about it. But if you're sitting in a sauna and you're wearing a sweatsuit and you're at weigh-ins with a Jolly Rancher in your mouth spitting in a cup, stop it. You know, it's it's funny. <laughs> I feel strongly that. about this one. <laughs> It's 
funny that you say that. I mean, uh, a example of bombing a meat, that's uh, what one of my guys actually did. We were trying, he was desperately trying to make the, uh, I think it was 73 kilogram is the, the weight class it is. And he was, I think, weighing around, what was it? Is it 85? 85 kilogram? Or 83? I don't remember. You or he was seventy six and he needed to be he was but he was he needed to be seventy six but he was eighty three. Something around there. Yeah. So Something we were in a there. sauna for like four and a half hours. And I just did it with him because, you know, that's what good friends do, right? Yeah, I guess. that's what they do. That's what Spencer's do. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to die. But how depleted and how tired did that that made his body Oh, we decided <laughs> to do the eighty-three kilogram class yes. because it was it was so stupid. We we literally got him there. And then he realized how stupid it was. And I realized how stupid it was because I lost 20 pounds in a day. <laughs> stress machine. Yeah, stress yeah, machine. You too are a stress machine. Yeah. <laughs> and he lost like five, like five or, no, I think he lost 15 or something uh, like that. And he yeah. felt like crap. Yeah. And especially with USAPL, you only get two hours. You only get two hours. Thank you for the time that you have to wake up or even the night before. Stop drinking water, sit in the sauna, be up late, doing all these things. Uh -huh. It just doesn't make sense. When you could go to bed at a normal time, wake up happy. Hell, most of the time, I got to eat breakfast before I waited. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, especially if this is your first mate, please do not wait, cut. No. I can give you all the names of people and or reasons why not to. And that's terrible, but I have a list. <laughs> not really, but <laughs> let me pull it up though. <laughs> I've seen it go bad. It just drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. I hate it. <laughs> so if you didn't hear all of that, Lindsay hates weight and water cuts. For meats. If you're doing it beforehand to drop into a weight class naturally and smart with the help of a coach, a nutritionist, and your training is not going to shit, by all means, do what you got to do. Yeah. So that's all we can say about that. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> uh, my other huge P uh, do not would be don't open with a PR. Mm -hmm. Just because you can do it on meet day or in training does not mean you can do it on meet day. Yeah. There are so many variables you have to take into consideration. Like I said, it is three full training sessions. Your body is exhausted. If you've had cut weight, then your body is even more tired. So be smart, pick a number that is you're super easily able to do even on an exhausted day. Yeah. That's usually what I suggest people is on your worst day, you can go in and hit this number. That's how I would pick your opener. Um, For some people that's 500 pounds. <laughs> For some people. Um, just some small other ones was be, like I had said earlier, is just be flexible. Mm -hmm. Every meet should be fun. There's a time and a place where you're setting records or their national levels, but for the most part, like these local ones, just have a good time. Yeah. Please have fun. I mean, that, but, <laughs> take but that's, your ego out. Yeah, that's why we do this. Like, yeah. It is. It's. I mean, that's why we fall in love with whatever sport that we're doing. It's because we actually enjoy it, and I yeah. think that is um, not. It's, it's forgotten to some people. Some people mm -hmm. uh, really feel like it's something that they have to do and it's like yeah. not always the case you know yeah. I think I would even end it just with just do the damn meat yeah there's gonna be no perfect time no perfect place you're probably gonna make a fool of yourself I surely made a fool of myself my first meet I have bombed a meat because I did not practice, I did not set myself up for success, and I did not do these things. That's why I have this list of things. So take it from the people who have hurt themselves, who have been there. Um, this is if you go in there with the right mindset and the idea of having fun and learning something, no matter what happens, you're going to walk out of there happier. You're going to walk out of there with more knowledge. You're going to walk out of there with friends. Mm -hmm. And you'll just be more proud of yourself. Yeah. You didn't your first meet. No, I didn't say my first meet. Did I say my first meet? No, I said I bombed a meet. Oh, you said something about your first meet. You did really good in your first meet. Yeah, but I looked like a goober. <laughs> <laughs> I was so small and tiny when I looked back at those pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so small in her, in her ASIC 
singlet, which for most people oh, who are yeah. a beginner, who are a beginner powerlifter know or have this singlet. <laughs> it is the ASIC singlet, and my cool dad socks and my Nike running shoes. <laughs> That's sick. That's no sick. belt, <laughs> but I did it, mm -hmm. and I have done significantly better each meet. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that I bombed out of was, I don't remember what year it was, but it was a Washington State USAPL meet, and I opened with way too high of a number, because I thought that, oh, I'd done it once or twice, that's got to be, that's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that hard or heavy, but um, the first one I didn't get. The second one, I believe, was too high. I got called for depth. And then the third one, by then I was exhausted and it was just pointless. I cried in the back. I was so mad at myself. Um, but I finished the meet. I think that is also very important, is even if you bomb, just see it through. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. Again, you've worked too hard mm -hmm. to just give up because it got hard. Yeah. Or because you hit a wall see it through, learn something. And then honestly, it took a lot of pressure that I really just got to have more fun. <laughs> Who cared what happened after that? I already fucked up my squat. So, um, but funny enough is there was only two of us in that, in my weight class. So technically I got second. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> if did. You, if you look it up on, uh, open powerlifting, it shows second for that meet and it's just zero, zero. <laughs> There's no total. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, take it from people who've hurt themselves and learn the hard way. Mm. We, we come with some words of wisdom. A little bit. Yeah. And then I found a really terrible coach. Uh -huh. And then another terrible coach. Mm -hmm. But now I have a really great coach. Yeah. And an awesome coach. An awesome coach. He's and good. even with terrible coaches, I still made wonderful PRs and had fun. So, yeah. have you had any terrible coaches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few. The one that didn't show up for the for yeah, the that's was, that's the worst. He was great. <laughs> Love him. Winner. Yeah, um, it was. They're not the best. Do you have any plans to compete soon? Is that a secret? Keep that a secret. Oh, no. Is it in powerlifting? Uh, partially. <laughs> How partially. is it a partial? Partially. Because are you going to be in a speedo for oh. the for the powerlifting? Meet? Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure, I'll be tanned or a sock. up. I'll be oh, just a sock, <laughs> just a sock. I'm gonna be that dude that runs up naked, oh, and no. then go uh, goes. Sir, this the, is a family event. <laughs> this is an Applebee's, sir. American Ninja. This is yeah. So this is a Wendy's as I'm deadlifting 500 pounds. Shut up and get me my frog. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my frosty so I can leave, please. <laughs> Respectively. Oh, gosh. I think that was most of it. I think it was, and I think we did a much better time. We gotta stop doing this. Yeah. It was a, it was a lot. Spencer scraped me before this, so I think that's what did it. I think you're a little out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for nine nights. Are you? It's only... Well, like the pre-nine-night. Oh, <laughs> The night night where you sit on the couch and relax and relax, uh -huh. and then it's one two a.m. and then you're like, I should probably go to bed. It's the pre night night. <laughs> the life, the life you live. I'm as soon as I hit the hit home, I'm just just down, pass out. I'm down and out. Oh, I'm I've tired. got a whole routine. I gotta take my vitamins, my oils. I gotta fill up my CPAP. I gotta put I gotta put the CPAP on. Oh, see. I gotta put my sounds on. Ugh. I gotta get cozy a couple times. I take my I take my <laughs> minerals before I go to bed. And I, you hear me <laughs> and try and choke them down. And then I'll, <laughs> then I'll, no. I will I will be in bed. I'll take my shower and I will go to bed. Oh, I but, wish it was that easy. Yep, you gotta check on each of the kids. And then do that whole routine. Make sure you pee before. Now we're just rambling, but well, you know I what? You gotta talk I don't even pee before. I just I let it ride. <laughs> if I gotta get up, I gotta get up. Just turn over the bed yeah, with a pail at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay thinks I live in filth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about convenience. Uh, I guess so. If I, I uh, I'm delirious now. I can tell. <laughs>
bucket in my room, apparently, to which I pee in. Hey, there's no shame. <laughs> That's a little bit of shame. <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> I think this is the time where we plug ourselves yes, before we is. leave. You can find us at Team Spanoy, at Team Spanoy. You can find me at Linzo underscore 10. And you can find me at Trainer Spencer. Bye, guys. Bye.